Hello, Mark. Hey, Justin. How's uh, the week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I The goal that I had set for myself was to, and I really didn't think this was going to be possible, was to do some some kind of mock-up um, for Taskflow. Um, nice. It turns, turns out I was able to do quite a lot of mock-up for Taskflow, so we'll go through that in a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've made a fair amount of progress on the thinking behind that. So last time it was super fuzzy <laughs> it was like cool. what is this thing this yeah is the- <laughs> yeah it was, it was i was a little confused okay uh, now there's I so have many a, ways that can go i have a pretty how, clear how, idea of what it is so we'll, we'll talk about how, that how about the 24-hour uh, fast though i didn't do it oh you were halfway yeah. there i know i didn't do it oh I, man yeah and I've, I've really got to get on top of that stuff because my my blood sugar has been not good in fact i got a call from because now that i've got on this continuous glucose monitoring thing um, that's supplied by my health insurance company. And now they've got a program where they basically have someone monitoring it and talking to you about it. And they just literally called me up before this, before we recorded this right now and said, okay, you got to get on top of Rates this. Are going up. You've got to get your blood sugar down. So that's Rates. what I'm going to do for the next week. That's that's my goal for the next week. Get well, to, to try and stay below 200 on the blood sugar. Fasting, uh, fasting definitely. How about your health tactic? Um, yeah, so I uh, I got off to a good start. I uh, mm-hmm. I went out for a couple runs early in the week, or early in the week after we recorded. So in other words, late in the week. <laughs> uh, and then I I made a quick trip to Japan, which uh, was nice. Yeah, yeah, I was I was planned already. I was uh, going to Okinawa uh, just during the weekend. I I studied Japanese long long ago, so um, whenever I leave Taiwan for a quick trip or something. I, I try to go out to Japan if I can. You speak fluid um, uh, Chinese. like My Chinese, yeah. My, my Japanese used to be fluent like 18 years ago, but it's, it's far from that now. Have you seen those YouTube videos of those guys who, um, those American guys who are just like sort of American dudes and they walk into um, like Chinese establishments and they pretend to just they just sort of like act like normal dudes yeah. and then all of a sudden they burst into like full on Chinese Cantonese and the people I, are like what the <laughs> I have to admit like way back in the day like when I first got to Taiwan like when I went home I wanted to do that a little bit I think just so many 80s 90s movies like that's a cool thing but <laughs> uh, in Japan it was it was actually fun though because like it was a language I've learned before so just remembering is always easier because like like i'd make incredible progress just in the one day i'm there or two days i'm there yeah um, and it's always fun um so like i like learning stuff and remembering stuff and it's social but uh the trip came at a price that yeah. was now uh, well basically it, it completely derailed my running and the reason for that is coming back from japan into taiwan i was given this to sign and basically uh it's just because of the coronavirus like the um japan is not like a super high risk place but they were just like well you know everyone coming back give us your contact info which is good because i i mean i want to know if if uh, i was exposed to anyone else on the same flight but also be sure to wear a mask in public places during the following 14 days and there's you know a fine for not doing so and so i've gotta you know gotta be like wearing one of these things whenever i'm outside my apartment and that is not a convenient uh setup for running or eating out so um you know i i can't can't really you know fault taiwan actually taiwan is probably uh done a better job preventing the spread of this than any other place in the region wow. but you know like so no running um i'm inside a lot i get kind of kind of antsy so i've been uh, uh doing a thing where i you know will do 10 push-ups every hour or you know just like little bits of activity integrating mm. end of the day but uh yeah i still have 11 more days left so that is uh, wow that's 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 cool i mean that's interesting very very interesting and kind of (laughs) crazy yeah well and what's what's crazier is 
so I, I believe Taiwan, like total infections is only like 24 and every single one of them was from someone coming in from abroad, mostly Taiwanese people that were evacuated from, from China. They're like really on top of it. Then Japan, it's like almost a thousand, most of which is from one cruise ship, some, some, uh, you know, luxury cruise ship that, uh, um, it's been in the news a lot, so I'm sure you've probably heard of it. But yeah. also, like, you know, at least another 100, I think, more like 170 local Japanese people. But in Okinawa, like, when I showed up, like, I didn't get a thing like that to sign. Like, nobody's, like, wearing a mask or concerned. And, you know, <laughs> oh here there's, like, this this kind of, like, it's not, not crazy concern, but just this low-level They're on top of it, vigilance. basically. Well, it's because we remember what happened during SARS, you know, because then it was like the same thing when it first started happening. Um, China was like, they didn't even ex like admit the thing existed till four months in with SARS. And this time it was, you know, same kind of thing. Like the first several doctors trying to report it were uh, arrested for uh, um, spreading illegal rumors. And um, one really famous one that died a, a few weeks later was you know, forced to sign uh, a recantment of of his attempts to you know alert people that something was going on, and like that was that was in December. So I think I think here uh, in Taiwan, it's now it's just kind of like in in January, China was saying like oh, everything's fine, like don't you know where like here it was like no no like we cut off all the flights from Wuhan and like uh, I think it was January twenty fourth or something. So it's yeah it's. Like there's a lot of skepticism, mm. so I, I think that's part of why Taiwan has been. Has been well, so I hope you keep safe. I certainly hope you keep safe. <laughs> well, I, I'm young enough that yeah, it's not that. I mean, mostly it's people over sixty, and really yeah. like starts going up over seventy. So, um, but but obviously I don't want to don't want to have that happen. What's the dress not, all about on your screen? Well, we were talking about that last time. Um, that dress. It, this was the thing oh, that went all yeah. over social. What color is this? Oh, yeah. Beige and white. No, it's black and blue. What? No, so, so it's like this is the thing. It's like, like about half of people were like, it's white and gold or white and beige. Yeah, white and gold. Yeah. It's, it's one of those crazy things. Like, um, I, I thought it was white and gold too for like a week. And then I went to black and blue. And, then, and like, it's very unstable. Um, anyway, we talked about it last episode. It can't be so. a, it's, 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 it's white and gold. And that's the end of the discussion. Cause it is, it is white and gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put up the uh, Wikipedia link. All um, right. What's, what's that on the left? The left. The uh, yes. So, uh, I have set up a YouTube channel, which I don't remember if it was set up or not last time. Mm -hmm. Got this logo, uh, put together like death with some band. tools. I was I was aiming for like a reactor, but death metal works. Yep, I like I think, it. Uh, and and of, the the font coupled with the logo is definitely death metal. Well, that that should maybe get us a retweet from Adam yeah. Wathen. We're really lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, podcast is set up. We have this feed. I like those stats. Podcast, <laughs> yes, zero <laughs> zero of anything. The delay was just getting it approved. Like it takes a while for Apple and Google and Google couldn't even read the feed at first. But, okay. Uh, yeah, it is approved and it is approved on Google as well. Whoa. So basically, uh, as soon as I go to the studio and make the first episode public, then it is out there. And we so you're about it. to do that right now. Might as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, live right. on, live we'll on air, except yes, recorded. Yes. Well, this is live of us about a month ago, <laughs> but, but it'll catch up quickly once it's, yeah. once it's done. Yeah. What I do visibility public and done. It is launched. Yay. Reactor. We exist. Um, what yeah. is this? And we exist. Oh, a uh, super quick thing. Update wise. So my, my main goal last time was related to Reactor. I had mm -hmm. already done a lot of coding, was like getting screencasts out for it. I got, I thought that my goal was to get two made out of the content I had done. And I thought that 
you know, I'd get through all that content and make two screencasts. Hopefully I could do one more. I've already done three screencasts this week from it. And I'm not done screencasting the code I've already written. So it's, uh, it's turning into a lot of material, but it's, it's definitely slowing things down. Slowing to, things down. Uh, that's fine. Me. So, so, so basically, and really that's the website. That's our central website. This yes. has comments. This is going to have for, comments. Yeah. For, for right now, the feed is just making the YouTube channel, the website for the podcast. Okay. So, so, but you're using Pinecast to do the, to create the feed right now. Yeah. I use it to create the feed, but I submitted it to Apple and Google. And if you click and, into uh, those profiles, you try, try to go to the site, it'll just take, take it to the YouTube channel for the same And for show. your new, for the new site that you're building is, is Pinecast still going to be the feed or is your new site going to be the feed? Oh, the feed would still be Pinecast, but the new site would be the URL and everything. Okay, so that's then, the URL. Uh, so you can go to the URL and then you'll be able to comment on any episode. Yep, yep. Perfect. And the the site will be able to embed the audio clips from Pinecast. Perfect. Yeah, it's sweet. It should be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this week, I've kind of, I mean, I have that goal of launching Flexalytics by the first, the, uh, the analytics site. So I do want to, push hard to like at least get that to alpha yeah um email automation i wrote two more uh emails for my sequence i need 12 total that's just about good to go so i want to flip mm-hmm. the switch on that and learning goal is uh, is just one of the tech books i've been i i bought black friday still going through and so is the is the first episode of the podcast also live on all those different platforms well, it's so as soon as I put it on Pinecast, it was, but it was undiscoverable. But now, yeah, on iTunes, okay, if so someone you, searches for Reactor and our names, they'll probably, in fact, like, I'll try it right that. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just Google it. Um, iTunes. So, but you need to edit up the next three episodes or four episodes after that, basically. Exactly. Okay, cool. I, I'm thinking, and that's like, fine. just There's put no out major like rush. two a week or something until we get caught up. Yeah, I mean, well, unless unless you uh, unless you need that time to work on uh, Flexalytics. Well, it's yeah, that is a a thing. Yeah, so just just do it. I mean, I don't think we need to rush it out, and I think that's I'd quite like that that it's not too rushed out as well. Um, We're not because, in Google yet, so okay, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, okay, cool. This is this is all looking good. This is this is how things start slow and steady. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, even since we've starting, been, rec- you said, yeah, go on. Sorry. Speaking of starting, uh, how is the task flow stuff? Ah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting. So, uh, on the first time we spoke, I did my big mind map about my my goals for the year, and I kind of had one idea, and then the next week I had another idea, and then the next week I sort of had thought about the task flow thing. Um, and the reason why I thought about the task flow thing was because I was like, okay, I need, you know, these other things aren't working. These other things aren't going to get me what I need. And I need to, I went through the nugget process and, and then came up with task flow as the, as the thing that I should be working on. Um, and that was just a really some, some questions, but now I've got a, a clearer idea. So let me just, uh, share here and we'll go through it. Okay. So really the thing, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it kind of always happens. And I mean, tell me if you find this, but when I start like working on a project and then thinking about it, there's new realizations about that space that sort of come to me because I hadn't really spent too much uh, thought cycles on the space. Like, and then the more you get into the space, you'd like, wait a second, this is kind of interesting for, for more reasons than I'd realized. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, and you sort of discover more things about it. So what I've really, really, really realized is that... Um, Sorry, really quick. So is this thing I'm looking at, is this the overflow of everything related to managing your tasks? Or is this no, about this is, the this, task flow app? This is about the task flow app. This is my... Um, this is my Existing products. Yeah. The, the, so the mind is, map. Yeah, this is a mind map, the, the the usual mind map software that I use. And I just want to talk you through my thinking okay, and okay. then I'm going to go into the mock-up. 
Um, so one one thing is I'm getting a clearer idea of where where this this thing fits. Like why do it? So we've got the existing products, we've got to-do apps, we've got project management apps, we've got the big-ass text file, which is what a lot of us use. So a lot of us, and and what what's interesting is, I thought that Taskflow was was actually in competition, but in a way it's not. I think what I've found is a gap. So there's um so you 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 know that metaphor, the last mile metaphor. I don't even know mm-hmm. if it's a metal model, but it's a metaphor. So basically. You get a plane, you fly from um, London to New York, but that doesn't get you to where you're going. You've got to get in a cab, you know, or walk or somehow get that last mile to actually get where you're going. So I think that project management tools, um, and these are all the things like Asana and um, Jira, these tools are the flight from uh, England to New York. And then what we do is we, as, as people... I think most people fall into the, fall into this this bucket. You go ahead and you use a big ass text file, or you use a to do app, or you use a you write down on a piece of paper that last mile. You like okay, I've got to take the trash out. I've got to do this piece of work. You got to actually I, do the work that you're planning on doing. Like, well, you well you do the work that you're planning on doing, but but it's so project management apps are just about the tasks that you have to do for your company, right? Yeah. And a, a big ass text file and a to do app, you list. Your, the stuff that you need to do for yourself and the stuff you need to do for your company. And maybe if you're working for three companies, you list the stuff that you, do, you need to do for three companies. So you sort of manage the last mile of task management in that localized app. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and I, think, I think that most people do that. So it's like a, it's like a universal space. And what I think that that hasn't been done before is no one's thought about systematizing and extracting data from that last mile of task management and sort extracting. of creating yeah, so so, like your personal data or is it aggregated somehow well sort of learning so that's, that's what i'm going to show you that's what i'm going to show you with the with the mock-ups that i've got going on so um so the the whys um just real quick um why am i sort of thinking about this is because when you just have tasks in a text file or a to-do list, it's not you're sort of it's still sort of you're not really analyzing those tasks. You're not really thinking about why you should do those tasks. Um, I mean, you you are, but maybe what well, I believe there could be a more optimal way. That's that's my thesis, right? That's what I'm sort of thinking here. So I think that with with the right tool, you could you could work smarter and not harder. You could pick the right tasks. You could even do tasks that you weren't even thinking of doing. And basically bring more happiness to your life and basically essentially optimize the moment of getting work done and the mm. task choices. So it's really optimize the moment of getting work done, the moment of work, the last mile, and spending time wisely. So the product concept for that, this is the concept rather than the mock-up, is really just thinking about this is really me looking at it from a scratch your own itch perspective. Uh-huh. So it's basically a task workspace which is the equivalent of the big-ass text file. Like, it's a place where I'm sort of working. It's like a scratch pad. So I'm only working on this task right now. Um, I don't want any distraction, and I want it to be a kind of scratch pad. Then I want a a task queue where I can basically bring in my tasks from a queue. But rather, of course, I want all the usual things. Like, I want to be able to tag tasks. I want to be Mm -hmm. able to color code tasks. And that's the the way that, like, every to-do app works or whatever. But what I want to what I want to bring into it is this idea of the system knowing why I need to do each task. So the system understands my personal life context per task, and based on understanding why I should do that task, it could offer me different strategies and different ways of ranking the tasks. So can you give an example of that? So it's it's kind of abstract. Yeah, I can give you an, I can give you a, a, a very firm example. Uh, let me just um, yeah. So let's say for example, um, you had a cat shelter. Okay, All right. you could with with the system that I'm thinking about, you could add the you can add different. Maybe it's better for me to shoot, to, to to walk you through the product because it kind of would make more sense, and then we'll come back to okay. this. Yeah, or do you have one in it? 
Well, I guess it's, it's still I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's still, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> dude, I didn't build it yet. <laughs> well, I mean, you like make your own CSS framework in a day. I mean, it's, it's what I okay, expect. okay, okay. Um, yeah. So first of all, I've, I first of all made it dark, made it dark. So I'll just, I'll just quickly show you that. That looks it's, way nicer. It's not just going to be dark. Like it's going to, it's going to be skinnable. So here's this, I call this the Swedish, the Swedish ski jacket skin. Because I've because this this literally comes from Swedish ski you, jacket. Okay. Watch this. So this this is the exact branding oh, um, that I used for Nugget. By the way, this is where I got the here we go Swedish ski jacket. Does look familiar. Wow. Yeah. So that's okay. that's that's the Nugget color scheme. So I really like that color scheme. Um, but Nugget is a bit more heavy on the orange. This is more. This is really sort of nicer. The Midnight Coda. I got that from. Um, Basically, it's based on the the text editor here, um, and then something's got to give. Uh, my myself and my wife love that movie. Something's got to give, and the house that they have in the movie looks like this. <laughs> so that's where that skin comes from. Um, and then my sister, who loves hot pink and and ice blue. Oh my god, uh, Sarah Jane. <laughs> so I so I think one one thing about it's something that I didn't put in the product spec, but. You want to feel really comfortable in this tool that you're spending a lot of time in that you essentially have open all the time. So, what I want it to like open up every time I go to an, open the browser, it's the first thing that comes up. You know, it's it's my basic tool. All right. So, um, what I want to show here is let me just move this stuff around a bit. So, is this going to be a Chrome plugin or something like that? No, it's just going to be an app. Okay. This is going to be like a like a, a cloud based app. That'll be how it'll start off. I mean, it may it may do other things. It may move to mobile apps and stuff like that, but it will be an app. Okay, so what I just want to show you here is this. This is um, what I've been thinking about how to do it. So I remember I spoke about the queue. So this all the tasks would be here. So you mm -hmm. click there and you could access all the tasks. And then here is strategies is where you could click and then basically you get a list of strategies that are important to you, like just one thing, structure procrastination, Happy wife, happy life. That's a strategy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain how these how you put these strategies into the system, and how this can apply to basically any strategy that you're thinking of doing. So, um, so did I talk to you about structure procrastination? You have talked about that. Uh, and happy wife, happy life was pretty easy to guess. Yeah, the kid launch game, a uh, kid launch program, and for the win, I have no idea. Well, well. We'll 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 get into the details of that. So so let me just um I'll just go back to here. So you'll see that you know this is my task um, that I'm currently working on. Um, I can I've got a little clock here so I can track the time if I want to. I don't have to, but I can I can just just to help you you know quantify it a bit more. This is the this is the time now, and and that's the point that this is now, and this mm. is what I'm doing. And so um I've got this idea of as you pick tasks. You put them into the next wins queue, so there you don't really want you know more than three or four things in that queue. The next wins, and if for some reason something uh, you stopped using something, you can basically move it to an on hold status, so it goes into an on hold, um, and then a done status. So really, there's just three statuses. Um, so um, the reason why I'm not using Kanban is because I find that so overwhelming when I get when I get anything more than ten tasks in my backlog. It's like, oh man, that's too overwhelming. So that's another. Is on hold different than that though? Like the on hold you... is just like that, but because it's it's a list and it's it's um like well on hold isn't your backlog. This is your backlog down here, but you'll you'll see why this is different to a backlog. Like a backlog on a Kanban board is overwhelming because when you get over ten, it's like, well, how the hell do I find anything? You know, mm -hmm. like how do I look at this? What, what do I, I just and you just end up creating another board and then. That gets to ten backlog, and then you create another board. But these types of systems, where you've got searches, and you can you can so for example, you can easily sort tasks you know by color, you know, or, or you can search through tasks, or you can have a look at them by the different um, you know the outstanding aspect of them. That make these types of lists are much easier to just use through when you have thousands of items. Um, okay, so so that there's so there's the three different states that it can be in. This is your overall backlog. So in the in terms of the um, the task workspace, this is the task workspace, and this is the now time. In term and then this is kind of how you're managing your now time. 
In terms of the task queue, everything's down here where you can list it in big lists with strategies and tasks. And then there's a task analysis. We're going to talk about that in a, in a bit. So what I was talking about with the strategies, and this is kind of what makes this different, is that here is this this like volume levels. Mm -hmm. So um, it makes it quite easy to 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 set the volume level of these different things. I think volume level is the paradigm that I'm thinking about this. So like the, the value of the task. Yeah. So like task size, right? So how you know how big is it? And it's like it's it's either nothing or it's up. It goes up to five. All right. I guess you that know. would be an anti-value. You'd want like a really small task size and a huge impact. So basically, happiness impact. Now, these are not apart from size and urgency and maybe pain. These and this is the key. These are not predefined. These are user created. So basically, happiness impact is something that this user has created. You know, revenue impact is something that this user has created. Now, there, there, there may be strategies on the system where, um, where it, it, it sort of defaults. So during your onboarding setup, it's like, you know, is your goal to improve your marriage? Is your goal to, you know, earn your wealth or whatever? And in, in which case, it, it'll set up default ones of these. And you'll see how that all hangs together in a second. But I just want to show you that. Here are those on a per task basis or they're on a they're on a per task basis and and there's ways to get it in really quickly that, okay so so like it. you can have like uh i don't know like like clean the the shed and that doesn't have to have a revenue impact exactly so gotcha, gotcha. so 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 i want to click on next wins because this is kind of an important screen and i think this is where you'll start to see how this whole thing hangs together so click on next wins so here, I've just got three things that I'm thinking about working on right this moment. So yeah, I've got some, some things in my, you know, if I was to click back there, it would be my specific task that, you know, because there's only one task at a time. But my next wins, I can flick through here as well. I've got these three. And from this screen, I can, if I want, move between them. So I, it's it's also a now way of like, okay, I'm going to spend some time on this one. I'm going to spend some time on this one. What are the red, red and green lights on the left? I mean, on the right side. So those are the colors. So you can you can assign colors to any task. So basically, you just go ahead into a task, and there's a little thing here to click, and you can assign it colors. And what that means is that um, it's just another way. So there's multiple ways for you to organize stuff. So I wanted to create a very flexible system so that. You could use one of five colors. You can add multiple tags, and then when you you know sort by color, you when you're in the main listing area, you can just go up here and say, "Show me all the green ones," you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, um, or if you wanted search, you can say, "Show me all the ones with this keyword." So it's just a super fast and flexible way for you to sift. Sift is a good word to sift through your hundreds slash thousands of tasks that you've got in your in your overall backlog. So here, you know, show me all the ones ordered by, you know, how much time I've spent on them kind of thing. Here, show me all the ones by the different facets. So just going back into this um, this, this thing here. So what you'll notice is this is a, a, one company I work for. It's called Modern Teacher. And the task that I had to do here was to add an icon in the framework view and make it a different color from other icons. Okay. So that that, according to this, I would have put, day job impact that's a pretty pretty big day job impact because um they really want me to do it but the task size is really small so that's kind of cool so what you'll notice here is i don't know if you can see this but it says for the win 79 yeah. so so what that what that means is that the strategy that i got this task from was by looking at for the win strategy and what the for the win strategy does, which is a strategy that I can make up, you know, because I can make any strategy is it basically goes, you get a score from zero to hundred based on how small the task size is and how big the day job impact is. Okay. And okay. so you, so when I go into um, strategies here, that'd be for the win, I'd click it and it would give me a list like this. And I would see the different scores. I haven't mocked this part up yet. And it'd be like, oh, this is a hundred score and a for the win. I click this little thing and it pushes it into the next win skew. And so the next win, this is this is cool because this is something, you know, small and it's got a high impact and I don't need to do too much. And I, so that this is why this is a good choice. Now, this one here, capture the full meeting details when when meeting scheduled, CC to the team. This might actually this this is this did not come in through a task strategy. This was just something that I clicked on tasks because I just really wanted to do it. Mm. And 
But when I actually look at it and think about it, it doesn't make sense to do <laughs> like right now over any of these other ones because actually it's got a high pain level, the task size is small, and the day jet, you know, no one cares about it apart from me. So, mm, yeah. so like, it's like, wait a second, the data is reflecting my own choices back to me. Why do you want to do that, you know, over that? Yeah, you know? and since it all came from you, you kind of be arguing yeah. with yourself to go against it. Exactly, you're arguing, yeah. you, um, on what the system is. And maybe is, you input the wrong stuff, but yeah, this, but, I can see why that. So the system, the system shows you the choices that you're making and reflects them back, and it's, it's like, it's like talking to, a good colleague with a good um, cognitive processing who's saying, "Wait a second, what? That doesn't. That's not. Op that's not an optimal plan right now." You know. Yeah. So you'll see. You'll see how it gets deeper into that. This so is. That uh, this is way more involved than I was thinking from your initial descriptions. <laughs> like well, this. This seems like the the Anki of ta task management. Like super customizable, and it will. I mean, if, if all goes well, like this will attract huge task nerds who like write blog posts about their strategies for using it and um, spend almost as much time optimizing the the meta level as actually doing it. Well, exactly, and th th I'm glad you you said that. In fact, there was um there was even a blog post just that I was just reading. Um, if you want to get good something, get good at the meta game. Like understand the meta. Oh, game. I read that. I did not. Totally agree with that, but okay. uh, it it probably depends on the domain. So, so the, well, I think this this these strategies are essentially, in a way, um, like they're sort of. I guess they're they're a little bit meta, like you say. Well, but, no, I mean, I just mean that that this uh, like a tool with this many knobs you can play with is going to attract people. Much. Uh, have you ever used Anki, the space repetition? System no, I haven't. No, thing? no. So if if you're, are you familiar with space repetition systems? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever, for some reason, want to memorize like all the capitals of the the countries and mm -hmm. um, states, or you want to uh, like memorize a bunch of foreign language words, something like that, make flashcards. That's the popular tool to use for it. But it's this very complex open source thing that's been around for a long time, and people get like super hardcore into tuning all of the knobs and adjusting exactly well, this how they is want. like didn't you already say from our previous discussions that this is this is sort of like crossfit did you say oh, that the, work, was that the the workout of the day that's yeah you, you said something because like if it's get, if you're supplying content of like here's your like task management workout of the day like that's super crossfit yeah so okay so um just just continuing on with this uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, so basically this yeah. this one is like launch launch new nugget batch so what's interesting i even learned something just by mocking this up so the pain level is high because i really don't want to do it the task size is medium but the revenue impact is maximum and um basically this this the one big thing strategy so that this is like a a task selection strategy which is you do one big thing that is going to have the most impact on all the things that you do. So this this is getting a 95 out of 100 from the one big thing strategy. So it makes a lot of sense and it literally seems has like, changed. Yeah, it seems like you got to do it. Right. It's literally changed my mind. Like I was not going to do this. I was I was putting this off for months. But now that I actually put it on the board here and, and look at it, I'm like, wait a second, that really makes sense to do. I'm going to do that within the next week or two. So, so now I want to get just just show you like how, and this is what I really like about this. This can help a lot of people in a lot of different ways, and this is what has got me excited about it more than I was before. So going back to this, let's say you were a um, a cat shelter owner. You could add, you could create a strategy. These these things, you could basically create a new strategy. Uh, from this menu, manage, and you could say, um, I want to create a best for my cat shelter strategy. And I'm going to add a, a meter for helps the cats, increases donations, improves the shelter, brings in volunteers. So then when I add a task, I, you know, I boom, I haven't mocked this up yet, but I add a task and then it'll have those, these vectors here. And so it's super quick for me. I, I like, it's just like the way that I'll do the UI is you like hover over and then you just click hover over and then click. So you'll be able to quickly do that. 
Now what happens yeah. is, now what happens is, I can also through a drag and drop interface that I also haven't defined yet, but I'm, I'm going to do it. Basically, I'll be able to create the algorithm that ranks these. So I'll say helps the cats times by 100 plus increases donations, improves the shelter. So I'll be able to create this ranking algorithm. And then that strategy will order the tasks. So when I'm looking for my next task, I can go into strategies, um, best for my cat shelter, see what's up there and click the, 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 the trophy. And then it brings it into the next wins. And now I can see in my next wins, I've got helps the helps the cat shelter 99 yes you know yeah so so this actually just made me a little bit more bullish on on this uh project idea um i it was a little bit surprising to me when you first came up with it because uh just maybe being around indie hackers and that, those kinds of crowds i was ex, i was expecting you to be thinking something that's like more premium pricing aimed at a smaller number of people instead of like a broad consumer thing like this but Looking at this more, I think one of the key things that will determine how well it goes is the UI UX. And that's something that uh, you have a lot of experience with. So it seems like, uh, um, yeah, a more compelling fit than I had initially thought. And that is exactly because of the Nugget process. That is why I picked this because I'm I like everything, what I've realized is the and this is, I literally think I want to write a book about this, <laughs> um, is the product found a fit formula um, is, the, is the, the most important thing. The reason why I'm working on this is because I've looked at every single vector, I've followed the Nugget process, and like everything aligns perfectly with my current stage of where I'm at as an entrepreneur, with my skill set with the kind of market that I can serve. Because I've already proven with Plugio that I'm actually very good at serving um, consumers. I'm yeah. good at working with consumers and building consumer product. And so I've been branching out into all these other things that I'm not already proven at. <laughs> so yeah, it it's just the, kind of the predominant <laughs> advice for at least non-VC uh, funded. It's like everywhere I look that's like aimed at bootstrappers just like you know charge more and charge more and charge, charge more charge enterprise. more but 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 like every rule is made to be broken and and everything should be looked at through the lens of your own personal context yeah and um so so that's the reason why i'm sort of really getting into this and, and realize why it's good um so the final the final piece that i think now that you're sort of seeing the the overall picture so mm -hmm. yeah that it's also, a lot clearer now yep and it also makes sense now why there could be an improve my marriage strategy because you just add, you know, you add the, you add the, the things like is going to make my yep. wife happy, you know, is going to, is going to create enrichment in our marriage. So you add the vectors. So, so you can imagine when someone's onboarding and coming into the system, like the first thing that you could do is you could sort of say, what do you, what are your goals? You know, do you want to improve your relationship? Do you yeah. want to make more money? you want to do this and so they just select what they want to do and then the system precedes you know uh, seeds the strategies that are related to what their goals are yeah I, I think it's like it's like anki like the really hyper flexible customizable tool people will almost uh, like almost inevitably there will be people who really like it and start using it for all kinds of stuff that you you hadn't thought of so the final piece that i wanted was that what this is doing, the what the workspace helps me in the like the zero foot view. Okay, that's the zero foot view. I can quickly. That's where I'm working, because remember this is the last mile. This is like the last mile of getting work done and managing your tasks. So this is the getting work done phase. The task view helps me optimize uh, what tasks I pick. And now if I'm if I do that optimization every day for a year. Even if I increase by ten percent, twenty percent, like it's gonna it's gonna have a, a huge impact on my life, you know, compound interest impact. Sure. So so then, the missing piece is okay. I need to track the outcomes, and see what is the Justin Vincent index doing. Is it going up? Is there pieces that I'm unhappy about? Because I don't know if this ever happens to you, but this happens to me. I'll be doing something for a year or some you know, six months or something. And I'll realize 
actually, I'm, I'm not really enjoying that. That isn't really a hell yeah kind of thing, or I'm not getting what I want out of that. And sometimes it's hard to really understand that. So <clears throat> I want a system where I could want like a closed feedback loop mm-hmm. so that I can basically go, okay, I can see what's happening. And then according to that, I can then alter the way that I'm working in this area. Now, would so, this just be overall uh, overall feedback on you? Or would there be any feedback on your own judgment of how much the tasks were worth? Like, like is there going to be something where it's like, well, you know, you're, you're actually not very good at uh, estimating revenue impact or that, that, some I kind think of feedback that, like that? I, like I'm, I'm very open to discussion. I'm only just started thinking about this, but what I've, what I do think is there should be two, two types of analysis. One of them should be analysis that the system can create. So, for example, um, you know, based based on these these vectors, the system has. I, I don't know what to call these things. Yeah, you keep saying vectors, making me think machine learning, which yeah, is I, making I, me I, think of this is like back propagation. It's like we've. We've already like done some learning against some goal, and yeah. then we have like feedback from the world, and then we need to tune everything in the previous layer. I don't know what to call these things, like scales, ranks. I, I don't know, like attributes. I don't know what to call them. But anyway, based because we've got these, uh, let's say over the course of a month, you keep on adding tasks. The system will have these different ones that you've entered or that you've selected, and so then you'll be able to go to a view. Uh, like an analysis view. Okay, show me over the last month, what did I do? And so I'm imagining a chart that's like circles uh, that are like tiny to 100. So everything's based from zero to 100. And so imagine a a matrix and it says, you know, task size, you know, day job impact, um, pain level, um, revenue impact, you know, happiness impact. And so then the circles are bigger, the more that you've done over the last month. So you can, you'll be able to look and you'll get this quick matrix of all these different things, these different attributes and see, wait, wait a second. You know, I didn't put, I've, I've barely put anything into my day job impact, but look, I put, you know, all this into, you know, this thing. So you can sort of see, yeah, like, and it, you'll also be able to get a burn down rate because of task size, you know, automatically I've got a one, a points one through five. So I'll be able to say, this is how many points of work you've done. But then the, so that's like what the system can offer you. But then what I also want is every day when I log in, I want to be able to define a number of things. And this is the mock-up that I've got for this. (laughs) But basically, I want to be able to track. This is the index tracker that I'm talking about. So I want it to be able to, let's see, stencils, let's try. Yeah. I want something like this so that every day I can just quickly go, you know, if I'm happy or not, like on these things. And then after a month, I can look back and I can say, oh man, you know, blood sugar is consistently going down. Like I really need to just rethink that, you know, wealth, the wealth is just like, if you don't, if you obviously, if you don't do anything, yeah. it just goes in a straight line. And so that's the, that's the true feedback loop about the important things that you want to track. This is, yeah, this is interesting. It's especially, well, blood sugar and wealth are both, really tight feedback loops like it's very like it's very clear data you get from it and it's just it's just a quick little survey so just when you when you start working in the morning or whatever it just pops up once a day and just gives you the option to just rank how you're feeling about those things whatever's important to you at the time and so it could also that could also be useful for like let's say for example you're dating you know and you're dating like two people <laughs> you could you could essentially put them on there and keep track of like wait a second how happy am i you know like it give it cuz you don't you don't even remember stuff happens every day that you feel in the moment but then you forget it next week yeah yeah so sure. if you if you if you log that feeling on a daily basis then you can kind of look back and that gives you insights huh yeah this this thing I was not happy about this every day, you know? I think this is an XKCD comic somewhere in here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is interesting. So how many, I mean, how much more is there in this thing? Well, um, how do you mean, how do you mean? Uh, I guess is that, that's all of your mock-ups, but um, it, yeah, it just seems like there are a lot of, 
um, there's a lot of complexity in the app. And well, the uh, complexity is because of the because of the way you're starting, and because you know there's yeah. no onboarding, and like you know when you when you came in in the first place, like there would be onboarding. And can you guess how the onboarding is going to be done? Uh, just purely. Uh, actually, oh wait, beta list. Yeah. Oh, speak. speak. Oh, yes. that makes sense because that's higher yes. touch, and you can. Yes. Uh, that, exactly. That actually. So makes the whole lots. app. So speak will be completely integrated in it, and every time someone wants, you know, that I'm thinking maybe there'll be a mode of like show all the speak buttons, and so. When, wherever you are on the UI, you can press a button and it'll show you how that works and give you insights into how to do that. And then that will say powered by speak. And then people will go, that's a very cool onboarding and click the power by speak link. And so then hopefully speak will get some interest and some business. Yeah. And speak is, uh, speak is almost definitely going to be a lot more expensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if I, and, and so finally people, cause I haven't really had an opportunity to, show speak in its true light and what what its capabilities are and so it's going to help me make speak a better product as well to do it fully integrated with an app like this why is why isn't speak on nugget yet because it's because of just these these uh just the time choices it's 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 just the choices it's like um what should i do next and that's exactly the reason why i wanted to build this system (laughs) because what what i've realized is um I, I, for the last seven years, um, until recently, I was working with a partner who was a project manager in my day job, but she's moved on to another job. And I realized that I was using her for all of this. I, I was reflecting off her and that was how I was coming up with these decisions about what to work So I'm realized I'm building her. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, is, is she still in Nugget or is it, is it all you uh, now? She, uh, no, she, she, she is uh, still with Nugget, but we're not sort of working on a daily basis together. So, um, you know, I just did not having those sort of reflective conversations. Not getting about the making, same, yeah, yeah, the same insights. Best choices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what this podcast is for. We can, well, yeah. Yep. And yeah, audience, so, like if two heads are better than one, then, uh, you know, even, even ten followers is freaking well. That'll awesome. be yeah. That'll be exciting to get comments from an audience. So uh, that's kind of that's where I'm where I'm thinking, and and so I'm just going to keep on mocking up um, the, the the skins. I think is an important piece as well because you need to be comfortable with it, um, and it's also I'm just designing it from a framework point of view to be easy to skin. You know, so it's are the really skins just, just colors or is it is it more than that? Just colors, yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I. I mean, for me, like any kind of like CSS skin ability that's like structure as well as colors is that a nightmare? No, I'm just going to make it so that basically you just you just switch four colors, you just switch the colors, um, and then everything yeah. else is done with opacity. You know, um, what I was going to say is I wanted to ask you a, que- a question. Um, do you think it should be? An Elixir app. I don't think it matters that much unless I, I mean, so, so my, my general, my, my reason I like Elixir is two things. Like one, I think there's a lot of productivity in uh, like a backend MVC framework uh, or MVC ish. So something like normally I, if, you know, if I didn't know Elixir, I would just go right for rails or, Laravel or something like that. And the reason I like Elixir beyond that is just that you get lots of really convenient real-time stuff and scalability. Um, but, but this app, it looks to me like most of it is going to be the front end. So I, so, so yeah, so well, thinking about the scaling of this app, um, was what I was thinking. Um, although, it doesn't need to be, I and mean, what does make most sense, and I would say this to any uh, founder, is to work in the technologies that you know really well. So what does make the most sense is for me to build it in Laravel because I've been working in Laravel and I know it really well and yeah. just to do my own CSS framework. But still, what I worry about this product is, compared to most products that I've built, um, the opportunities for scaling are, 
are kind of different because in other products, it's people looking, you know, it's like a thousand people looking at the same content, even yeah. if it comes from the database. And that's the scale, you know, you send that as an, ob you send that as an object, you cache the object of the results, right? But with this, there isn't really anything to cache because <laughs> it's all, it's all everyone's individual data. You know, so you don't earn, you don't save that much by caching one person's data. In fact, in some ways, you might it might bulk. The, you know, yeah. The, I mean, the time where I mean, Elixir will scale more easily than than Laravel will, but but the time I would really consider abandoning it is if you're doing lots of real time stuff. Like like the reason I moved from Rails to Elixir for my uh, language learning uh, uh, conversation partner app was that there was real-time chat and real-time video going over it and lots of people connected concurrently and well, what about sending chats all the time, you know, so you don't want to have full reloads, but I don't know if this is going to be. Well, it's that. really that. So the, the two things are, I mean, obviously clicking a button, that's, that's not happening all the time. So that's pretty, that's, I'm pretty happy for that to be a post. This screen here where you're kind of working in a scratch pad, and you're like saving stuff. I mean, you know, the way that I do that on Nugget right now is I just basically look at an on-change event, like as they move. I I, I save it every thirty seconds, or I or I look at the, if if they blur out of this, okay, and then so just do a post. And do you think that probably be okay for something like this? How much traffic do you? I mean, how many users do you think you'll get? It's I mean, I like. Well, that's another question. Do I have free accounts or do I not have free accounts? It's, that's all stuff that needs to be so, discussed. So one before. thing I, I noticed with uh, Alchemist Camp, um, which is you know different sort of thing, of course, but when I when I got to almost the top of Hacker News, it was like number four or five with it. It was not getting that. I mean, it was it was getting. A lot of visitors, but it was still like under a hundred requests a second. It was, I think it was like forty or something. And I load tested it up to a thousand, over a thousand, on a five dollar a month DigitalOcean droplet. So if you're using Laravel and it's something like this, and you've got an equivalent amount of traffic, maybe you would need the ten dollar droplet. But but like I, I, I think going beyond uh, like the where you could scale in a single box would be such a huge success you could hire help like i like think so too other, yeah on your other podcast like didn't uh jason tell you the uh like uber's uh horizontal scaling like didn't even happen until 2013 yeah. new years yeah i think i think that's a very good point they had like real-time maps and like all that stuff yeah i mean so what i could do is I don't want to let one thing I don't want to let happen is like, because here's the thing I I've got a feeling that if I do this well and I do the, the journey, right. And I do the, the website, right. Um, I think it could do well on product hunt. And when I, on the product hunt launches that I've done so far, um, you know, one product hunt, I got 4,000 emails mm -hmm. from, from product hunt traffic. Um, and Nugget was fine. It was just on a mini machine. Yeah. But it was scaling using the processes that I was telling you where I was, I was first of all, using cloud, um, Cloudflare. Is it called Cloudflare? That one with, they, they give you a CDN. static assets? They give you, they give you like a CDN. CDN. So I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was using Cloudflare. Um, I was using, um, you know, object caching for result sets. So basically, it, it even with like 20,000 people coming in, it barely made any impact on the server load of a tiny mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um so i'm hoping that something like that you know it can manage something like that I, so i yeah i wouldn't worry at all about yeah, that because yeah. i mean servers are a lot faster than they were in 2013 also yeah and product yeah. hunt isn't that big i mean it does yeah. it does focus the traffic really hard at the number one one but it's not like yeah you know, and so and i just need to experiment about whether to let people in for free or not because free, the reason why you let people in for free to a product like this is essentially, it's it's a marketing cost. It's sort of like paying for AdSense or something like that. You're, like you're paying for that person to experience it, and then 
it be front of their mind and then them make a decision to sort of buy it. Yeah. Great. And there are a lot of free alternatives for this too. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are like, if they try it and they like it, they might want to pay for more, but if they had to pay, they wouldn't even try it. Right. And, and, and maybe that's good. Maybe that's what you want. And I, you know, maybe you don't want people to try it who wouldn't pay for it, you know? Um, I don't, I don't know. I need, I need to think that through and sort of see how that all works out. It's yeah. It's I mean, you have enough of an audience that you might not have to have a free trial, but yeah, I I suspect this kind of thing will or not free trial, but I, I suspect this kind of product will usually do way better premium. Yeah. Um, All right. So that's that's me. Yeah. Uh, one last thought on this is: Have you seen the workflowy interview on Indie Hackers? I haven't seen that interview. No. Okay. Yeah, it's like a written interview with, okay. or I think a podcast and a written one, but mm-hmm. might be relevant to all of this. Okay, we'll check it out. So, what? How much time do we have left? We're already at about an hour. You want to do a mental model or not? Oh, we did an hour. It's already been an hour, which blows my mind. Wait, wait, no, no, because we didn't start till uh, I think we're more like for, um, sort of forty-five. I think you could be right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sure. Do you have a mental model? I do. Uh, I don't have a. I don't have a good name for it. But uh, I've oh, stopped sharing. You stopped sharing. Then I guess I yeah. better share. Otherwise, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay. So my mental model is not my own, but I I've come up with a name with it, which is exported skills. I got it mm. from uh, an author I met in in the U.S. when I was living there like uh, 2012, Daniel Ellsberg. And he, uh, he wrote a book. He wrote a few books, but um, one I, I read at that time was called Educational Millionaires. And he's basically talking about like non-college things that you can learn that are worth a lot. Uh, programming, I believe, made a short list. So did copywriting. But the idea of exported skills is there are a lot of skills that, or there are a lot of situations where you have a skill it's actually like a pretty good skill but it's not really worth much where you are because it's very common so it's just like you export a good because Mm. you can earn more from selling it somewhere else than you can by just selling more and more and more where you are well he was uh he was really into salsa dancing (laughs) and he was like a medium good salsa dancer and at the salsa dance studio that got him like zero respect whatsoever. Mm. But when he went to Burning Man and did like a, a salsa lessons uh, stand or whatever, I've never been there, but like whatever that is, like then it was awesome because, you know, he was surrounded <laughs> by programmers and you know, non uh, like serious salsa dancers. So his skills were amazing. And similarly, I found uh, say, you know, programming can feel like a superpower in, you know, certain groups of people. But obviously, like when I was in the Bay Area, it was like, well, you know, it's like everybody programming. So that is... Again, the, uh, this is where I say video. you need a blog and you need to, like, do that. That should be the title of the blog post, exported skill sets. Like, you, you, you should have... Skill sets, I like that. Skill set, yeah. I just said exported skills, but skill sets is even better. Exported skill set, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and and just do like you, yeah. That you need to do that blog post. You said you were going to do it. I did. And there was, that, there that was, was like number five post. on my list. Yeah. There was another. There was an. There was another great blog post. The engines had. versus power ups. Engines versus power ups. That'd be a great blog post. I, Exported skill sets. That'd be a great blog. I post. have to do it. I I think I said last time, but I checked my uh, my convert kit stats on that, that uh, blog where I've only got one blog post from the New Year's update. And it's like 130 subscribers. So I, I, and this, this is where, like it's like, so much easier to get people to read stuff than watch videos. So, yes. If you had task flow and you'd like look at these metrics, right, you would right. be doing blog posts at this point because it would be reflecting to you the madness of not doing that. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have like a, <laughs> uh, an email subscriber per per effort of, of work uh, characteristic for the task. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great, I love, I like that one though. Exportable skill set, exportable skill sets. 
That's very, very nice. And it's, it's another way of thinking about it is it's like the, the, big fish, the big fish in a small pond mental model. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I'm thinking there's, there's probably a corollary for entrepreneurial things where, uh, like, say, uh, there, there's, there's some skill set that's really common in, like, internet marketer course sellers, like, say, setting up affiliate programs that no one does for a SaaS or almost no one does or didn't until really recently. Like, there may be other similar things, like, you know, what can a video game designer take to... Uh, um, a sign up flow and a non video game company or what can I mean do? it works it works anyway i mean if you if you're like if you are a farmer and um you know you you know how to be completely self sustainable and you've been doing that for years and uh, you know everyone that's not really particularly interesting to everyone in that rural community but if you're in San Francisco and you're hanging out at a bar and people say what do you do and you say oh well I just, I just live off the land. That'd be like, what? You live I, off the land? <laughs> I kind of had that at meetups when I first moved to San Francisco. Because I'd, I'd go to a meetup and there'd be like, you know, six guys in a circle. And it's like, oh, so what, what do you do? And like one's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, Node.js developer at, at LinkedIn. And the next one's like, oh, well, I'm a Node.js developer at Yahoo. The next one's like, oh, well, I'm, a, you know, a Golang developer at you know, this other place, just like around the circle. And I was like, uh, I uh, taught uh, English as a foreign language and uh, studied Chinese and Japanese and just moved here. And and that was like exciting and interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, some, cool. some varieties. People, yeah, people get sick of the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Well, I guess, uh, what, what, what are your goals for next week? Should we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Track, track that. Um, let's see. Okay. So I've written down number one is launch my analytics app. Question, question, question. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure. I've only got three days left, uh, before the end of the month. Number two is flip the switch on the email automation. I think I've got one more email left to write and. So far, it's like I think this is one of those things you were talking about those ten uh, percent improvements each year or something. Like, I I can feel very clearly from the response I've gotten from the emails so far. There's like this is one of those things where once once it's automated, that'll just be you know X percent more engagement for new Alchemist Camp subscribers. Um, so those are the two big ones. Um, with whatever time I have left, I'll. I'll work on uh, uh, some learning projects and then building out more of the reactor site, getting comments and all that up. Okay, I'm just no, I'm just logging down uh, what you have to do there. So, and I'm also noting it by date as well. So, um, so one and two are the big ones each time for me. So, last time finished screencasting uh, stuff for Reactor. First episode for Reactor published and put emails into Converter Kit. So. Um, this time, it's flip switch on email automation and launch analytics app. Well, launch analytics app is like impossible. So why don't you just say, what what could you realistically get done on the analytics app? I could realistically get it set up so that I can give people account keys and start taking their data, but not have a way for them to query it. Okay. Well, so, yes. soft, so like what, what let's just leave it as launch analytics app <laughs> yeah i i think oh yeah launch or question 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 i, I left some slack in that one okay question 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 okay i'll put that in there all right um so mine was last time do a 24 hours art task and do mock-ups uh for task flow task input happiness index chart oh i was thinking about that last time Good. Um, so yeah, so that's the happiness index chart and then how to track that. And I think the way to track that is with the just the daily survey. Um, so this time my goals are for next week. Um, I want to I want to have mock-ups finished for, the, for mo- you know, most of the major areas. I also, the other thing that I need to do is um, I need to talk to Jason Roberts about this. I, I've set up a meeting actually. Um, cause I don't understand the math of how to, how to make an algorithm builder 
that always ends up being between zero and a hundred. And um, oh, I think I, I think I need to talk to Jason about how best to do that, and then I also want to talk to him about the UI that might be like a good UI to maybe build those algorithms. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you get if you can't get a hold of him for it, I can probably uh, help out with the math side as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. Basically, so, that is the mock-up algorithm builder. Sounds like a sounds like a good plan. Um, mock-up management. Health side, I think I'm going to try to join you on uh, on the fasting. I don't know if I'll I'll get to 24 hours, but I uh, I skip breakfast and lunch today. I think I'm going to try to try to see how many days I can do that. Um, like intermittent fasting, just because uh, I'm not running. I don't, I'm not going to commit to a fast because I don't think that I'm going to be able to do that. But what I am going to commit to is swimming two times. Hmm. So I'll swim, swim two times by next year. That's my goal. That's one I totally couldn't do with a mask. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I, do, I, can you, are you going to catch coronavirus in a pool? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I think the odds of catching it are incredibly low when, uh, as far as I know, it's like less than one in a million people or just about exactly one in a million people that have it here. But uh, I, I think the idea is, since I just came back from somewhere else, just like keep my mouth covered so I'm not sneezing or, or something in public. Yeah, okay. Which is a pain, but I can't, uh, I can't fault it. All right. Well, um, I guess this is the end of another show. We need to think of a good way to sign off. I know we don't want to say that's a wrap, so uh, we can't do that. That's a, all right. Well, sounds good, and uh, see you next week. <laughs>